Welcome to Ontario Outdoor Pursuit, your total Ontario hunting podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to Ontario Outdoor Pursuit. This is a special episode this week. We have one of our top listeners, Grimnick11, on uh, Instagram. He has joined us today in the podcast room, aka my basement. <laughs> um, so, welcome Steve. What's going on, people? <laughs> uh, so, this morning we went out for... Steve and his wife Megan's very first turkey hunt, very first, first hunt, hunt ever. Um, so we are incredibly tired. We partied hard all night because this was our turkey opener, and uh, we got a little I rowdy last night. Yeah, I guess we started off by last night before we get into today's excursion. Yeah, so we guess we had a few drinks last night. Got a little rowdy, kept it under control. Obviously, um, made a wicked dinner on the pit boss. We did. Grilled fajita with venison. Yeah. Uh, we did smoked corn on the cob, which was amazing. Yeah, always. And then, what was the other meat we did? Oh, the uh, jalapeno goose sausage. Jalapeno cheddar goose sausage. Jalapeno. Not jalapeno. <laughs> this is going to be like the best laughing podcast ever, by the way, because we're be really good. tired. Oh, yeah. Um, we're all going off like two and a half, maybe, hours of sleep. Yeah, we're right around that level. So, anyways, we did an awesome dinner last night, came up with kind of a plan for this morning, and got out there, and... Basically, we're going to talk about what happened and Steve's first experience out there. And unfortunately, we weren't able to get him a bird, but we did get him to see birds in person while hunting. Uh, we tried to spawn stock two toms, which, as all bow hunters know, is incredibly hard and kind of a stupid idea half the time. Um, it was still fun. Oh, it was so much it was fun. A good hike. Oh hell yeah! I'll, I'll do it again. It's oh, yeah. fun. We'll probably do it again tomorrow. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's where we're gonna kind of jump into today. So. You want to jump into this? Yeah, why not? So, let's go right to you, Steve. What did you think about your first hunt ever from everything, getting our gear bags ready last night to walking out this morning? Like, what what kind of went through your head? One thing I first learned, I have some type of checklist. So, <laughs> right off the bat, figured out, I forgot my broadheads. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Kind of, a, kind of a key point. Cam so. forgot a stabilizer. You're fine. Yeah, Cam <laughs> forgot his stabilizer. I so I had a great night though. Which one's worse? <laughs> I don't know. Luckily, Camo had an extra broadhead for me, but uh, definitely the gear preparation checklist for sure. Have everything organized. If you're gonna stay at someone's house, bring your gear there. Marcello. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Bring it with you. <laughs> Marcello had to leave the party early last night due to <laughs> leaving all his goods at home. I had my bow. That's true. You could have went out like that. We're <laughs> fine. Um, but yeah, just make sure you got everything lined up. Getting out there this morning, it was... It was an early start. It right? was an early start. It was a hard start, too. Like <laughs> We both slept through our alarm. Oh, yeah. We first, had to have the second one yeah. set up and... Well, I think the wifey was up waking me up, trying to drag us out of bed. So, got up, got everything packed up, dressed, ready to go. We were out there by five. Yep. Yeah. And we wheeled up, and I got the light bar shining on the field. And there's a coyote standing just between us and a tower. So I was kind of moody about that. I wanted to get out and chase after him, but obviously did not. Yeah, um, I'd try and chase after it, but I'd run out of breath in the first few steps. One <laughs> workout. So when we rolled up, like, what what were you thinking? Like, just pitch black, walking into the woods, finally get to take your bow out and chase after a game. 
getting a little excited. Then I realized I don't know where the hell I'm going. <laughs> How the hell am I getting there? I'm waiting to step in into something, fall into something. My luck, that coyote comes after me some <laughs> stupid way. Who knows, right? So I was pretty fired up, though. I think both Meg and I were pretty jacked up the night before. And then this morning, it just kind of got amplified when it's like, okay, this is it. Like, yeah, four we're here. And and yeah, and like, so, no, we, uh, short little walk, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. Kind of yeah. had a game plan. We separated groups of two, did the... Team yeah, Marcello. hopefully everyone got to see that on the Instagram. Yeah, was that fun. was Team Cello, Team Cam. Uh, I just want to say that Team Cam was winning, or I, did win. I would like to say uh, to Crystal, thanks for voting for Cam, you ass. <laughs> <laughs> thanks um, for the vote, Crystal. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, I think kind of it's kind of cool, and I think one thing that I took for granted when I started hunting was the tailgate talks. And yeah. Now I just, I love tailgate talks. You all sit there, like, you go over a game plan, make sure you guys all got your gear, like, talk about what's going to happen today I, I mean you're just you know a group of hunters around a tailgate it's just awesome it's kind of one of my yeah. favorite things um so what else stood in your mind today steve when we were out there very peaceful like we we got to our well, spot that's because you weren't beside your wife <laughs> no she, comment did she, did there did she listen to the cat <laughs> no comment there i don't say anything um, but even something that was kind of good, we, we ran into like, Cam, you ran into another hunter. So it's just like, yeah. So we walked up on a, yep. uh, someone that was already set up and I, uh, I had the headlamp on or I just flickered it on, make sure no one was back there. And I did get a flashback. Yep. So I did one more flash and he gave me a flashback that kind of let me know where he was. And I basically just backed out of there and moved to, <clears throat> moved to another part of the field. So what did like what did you think of that when that all went down like, yeah, like we well, all had permission to be there yeah no I'm just waiting for some guy to come out and start swearing and cussing <laughs> at you and say get I know it'll happen out eventually. Of here, right and you'll get yeah. some people like that but I think for the most part hunters are pretty good and respectful in that way like just letting someone else know mm-hmm. they're there so and we did get to meet up with him after well you guys did just before yeah. you left uh, yeah he came yeah. by and. Someone kind of stirred up his hunt, and he walked up on you guys. Um, well, he walked by at me, and then he looked that we kind of gave him a wave, and he knew that we were pretty much done. Oh, okay. He didn't bust in or yeah, anything. Yeah, so was... Meg and I were we were sat across the field about 200 yards away, <laughs> and we didn't really see what was going on with you guys there. Yeah. But Yeah, so I think the things that kind of stand out in my mind were, we'll talk about the spawn stock after, but for sure was... So I thought Cam and Mag were set up like, I don't know, I think you guys, I thought you guys were like 300 yards away from uh, Steve and I. Yeah. So light starts to show up and I can see this little bit of black. I'm like, all right, well, there's black in the field. That's pretty good. Like, probably a turkey. We'll see. And then all of a sudden. Oh, but let's just wait because you couldn't actually see because you forgot your binoculars. (laughs) Yeah, I did forget my binoculars. Right, so Marcello forgot some equipment too. (laughs) So anyways, (laughs) this bird's at like 150 from us roughly and I'm staring at him like, Steve, there might be a turkey out there. So, you know, a couple clucks, a couple little uh, yelps going out and I'm staring at it. And because of the wind and you put the real fan on the turkey. Yeah, I I took the Jake fan It looks really good. Yeah, it looks good. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so I, uh, it, because it moved and turned, I looked at it, and I said, I think that's a real turkey. Yeah. I turned, I turned, I was like, there's a tom out there. 
fully strutted out, and I was like, there, there's a Tom. We're getting kind of excited. Maybe I'm getting excited more than him, because I'm like, oh, this is going to be awesome. Steve's first time, he's going to smash a bird. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then so I think I texted you, and I was like, hey, like, we got a Tom out here. Yeah, you said Tom at, like, 150 at yeah. near the Pines, and I'm like, okay, well, whereabouts? Yeah, you're like, in between me and you? And I was like, and I still thought you were, like, way yeah, on the yeah. other side of the field, and I was like, uh, kind of, but more towards the Pines. Little did I know Cam was sitting in the pines. <laughs> um, anyways, so it's just sitting there, and your hen decoy, the white kicking out by eye, looked like a skunk. Uh, and you got some yeah. weird eyes. Oh, that, you think it was a skunk? No, too? no. The funny part, he was telling me about it, and like if if we're, first, wait, wait, we're, first of all, Steve couldn't even see anything. There's no. a Tom fully strutted out. He's like, oh yeah, a little black thing. No, that's a tree. Steve. Yeah, no. So like basically to paint the picture. Marcello's about 12 o'clock looking at the field, yeah. and I'm at his 3 o'clock, basically in the position, because I'm using a bow, is that with me being right hand, it's just yeah. naturally I'm, I'm in the right position. So he's pointing out, yeah, it's like at my 10 o'clock, so I'm looking, looking, not really seeing much, and I'm like, well, I don't have the worst, but I don't have the best eyesight, so I'm like, <laughs> I kind of see a little bit of a black silhouette there and i'm like yeah i see it whatever you know not thinking much of it so we kind of go and he keeps going on he's just like yeah he's like there must be a skunk or something he's interested in that like <laughs> he's, he's locked on well, just I, like, I was like why is this going on because like the white was really showing on your head and he had it in a bit of a gully yeah so i couldn't see the whole head body i just saw the top so it looked like a small yeah, yeah. it honestly looked like a skunk just the white and the black because i just saw the top <laughs> and i was like anyways yeah cause Steve, cause and then like next thing it goes through my mind i'm like Okay, I know Meg and Cam are out there. I'm like, I can just somehow see them getting messed up by the skunk, and Meg's just like, <laughs> never hunting again. So it's just like, crap. Okay, I was like, well, whatever. Like, I'm here, we're there. Like, Cam will know what to do, whatever the case may be. So we're sitting there, and he keeps going on about this turkey and this <laughs> damn skunk. And I'm like, I still don't see this. Finally, I kind of pop my head out around Marcello. And then I see the turkey, and I'm like, or the decoy, rather. I was just like, okay, yeah, no, I see the decoy now, like, or what we thought was a turkey. And I'm just like, okay, yeah, that's legit. He he ain't making stuff up. Like, there <laughs> there's, we go. There's that tall. And the thing is, the wind is making this guy look like he's strutting in a circle kind of yeah. thing. Like, it doesn't look like he's just looking left and right. Because I'm so far, and like, yeah. you, I know I'm going to get criticized, because someone's going to be like, you're an idiot. <laughs> well, you know what? Okay, shit happens. Um, anyway, so then I'm texting Cam about this. Cam calls me in the middle of the hunt. Are you staring at my damn decoy? Oh shit! <laughs> I'm staring right at your decoy. Oh, uh, I was choked. I was like, "There's if that if he really sees this, Tom, it's got to be so close to me." I was like, "Perfect, Megan's gonna get a bird. Team Cam's gonna crush it before Team Cello." And I was like, "He's got to be looking at my decoy. This is so funny." So that was definitely that stood out for yeah, sure. That was awesome. Um, it was bittersweet because you kind of get fired up and like when we first got out there we, we heard the gobbles. Oh like, yeah, it was a there very was, vocal morning. Yeah, there stuff it happening. It was for the first hour. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like uh -huh. just the very beginning. But after that first hour, I wasn't. It was hit and miss. I wasn't like, really a fan of the wind and the wing gusts that we had out there. It was yeah. it was too much. I think it was keeping a lot of those birds inside and um, just looking through the Facebook group at one point. Uh, a lot of guys were saying that, again, it was a quiet morning for a lot of people. Um, yeah, I don't know. Hopefully tomorrow is not as windy. 
Yeah, I'd agree. Um, Spot and stock was pretty sweet. Yeah. We <laughs> made it all the way to the trucks. Meg had to go because she had to do a class or something. Yeah. Yeah. So she gets in her truck. She says goodbye. We, you know, kind of give her a handshake, say congratulations on your first hunt. She packs up. We, you get in your truck. Steve gets in your truck. I jump in my truck, and I pull out my I pull out my binos and I'm staring at this black. And then I think you saw it too. And we're like, is that a tom down there? It's like what, 400, maybe 500 yards? Yeah, probably about 500 yards. Yeah. And we're like, okay. So we pull up the binos. Sure enough, there's a tom in full strut going out of hen. Out comes a second tom, full strut. We kind of get into it a little bit. Um, so we stare at each other and we're like, there's no proper way to do this spot. They're only coming out in the field more and yeah. more. Yeah, and the problem is, though, like, we didn't have any cover going towards them. If no. we walked straight out at 12 o'clock, it was just open field. Yeah. Tw- right towards them, of course, is open field. We couldn't go around and then back because it was over a road and through all this crap. Um, but anyways, yeah, so we decided to sneak along this field edge, kind of with some shrub. Yeah. And obviously we got busted and they kind of left, but we did a nice little hike. Um, we walked through the bush yeah. and kind of pushed them. Yeah. It would have been nice if we got a shot, but I mean, it was kind of cool just to see the two toms out there. And I think if, as long as you see animals while you're hunting, it's kind of a cool hunt. Yeah, exactly. It's not the most Especially successful Especially the ones hunt, you're after. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I, that was that was fun for me. Meg and I had uh, a doe blowing at us this morning. Yeah. I don't know, that thing couldn't have been more than 15, 20 yards away from <laughs> us because she was, she was breaking branches and walking yeah. around and blowing at us. and Wondering where the hell and what you are. Yeah, what's going on over there. Yeah. And then you had the hen come out. <clears throat> yeah, so yeah, that hen hung around for a good, I don't know, maybe 10 minutes. Yeah. She was kind of in the midst of feeding and she was hiking. She was interested in the decoys, but she didn't really stay. She didn't stay for too long. She walked back into the bush eventually and... I was hoping that a tom was not too far after her. I did hear some gobbles coming to my left, kind of yeah. where she came from. That's where we heard some of the first ones in the morning. So I was hoping that it was going to be like textbook and something would follow her after, but it didn't quite fan out that way. Um, yeah, I don't know, maybe... How far was she when she ran across from you guys? Because we saw her cut across the field. Well, I set my decoys were at 35 yards. Yeah. So she was maybe 20 yards Oh, she was she... in between the decoys and you. Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. So it was nice and close. I think Meg was pretty happy to see some movement out there. She was excited. You know, I got her through the whole process of, you know, getting getting in the ready shoot position and not moving while that bird's staring at you. You know, when that bird's walking or feeding and head down, those are the times you make your small movements. And uh, she went, everything went well for her. It just wasn't at all. Yep. Right on. So tomorrow we're going to go back out. We're going to hit the same spot. Uh, we're going to go into the bowl where we've seen these toms this morning. Uh, we know they roost there. We've seen them when we went scouted you earlier this them. week. Yep, we can hear them there too. So ideally we don't run into anyone out there tomorrow. It is a popular spot. Um, yeah, like that, we all have permission does that hand out. Yep, that, per- that farmer does hand out lots of permission. Yep, can't get mad about it. Um, yeah, exactly. So... With regards to tomorrow, Steve, what are you hoping, I mean, aside from getting a bird, <laughs> the outcome is, like, Frying you know, bird. after going in today, your first one's out of the way, like, what do you think the walk's going to be like, what do you, like, sitting down, picking your spot, hoping hoping to hear enough gobbles, like, what are, what are you thinking? First off, 
trying to stay a bit more warmer. That was, like, <laughs> one of my bigger mistakes. Like, I was... It wasn't even that cold out today. Like, it was just Oh, super... there was a good quote you had today. I'm so cold, my nipples hurt. Oh, yeah, you did say that. It's legit, people. <laughs> it hurt. Like, it was... And it, it wasn't even that cold out. Like, it was... The wind cut right through you. Yeah, like, it was maybe 5 degrees, 6 degrees, maybe. But, oh, like, wow. just the wind was just going through you. So, it's just, like... And because, like, generally I'm working outside for, for work. I dress accordingly, but you're moving. Right. Here, you're sitting down. Me, I was sitting directly on the ground. Mm-hmm. Cam tried to give me this contraption, this tripod chair thing. It was thing. just a tripod chair to sit in. You, it'll sink in the ground I'm pretty a bit. sure that's called a thong. Like the <laughs> yeah, no, for me, I don't <laughs> know what you, it, it was. definitely a thong. Like, that couldn't even been an ottoman for my feet. The thing was so small <laughs> compared to me. So, you tried it once. One leg sank, and I took it out and threw it, basically, and I'm like, screw that. So I sat on the <laughs> ground, um, but it was cold. But, like, definitely there's a bit more direction. It's like, okay, yeah, like, now I kind of have a feel of the land itself. I know where I'm going. Kind of have, okay, we want to look for these things, like the trees to sit at, the coverage, all that stuff. Um that's a, that's a good yeah. point that you bring up, actually. So what what were you looking for this morning, or what will you be looking for tomorrow morning for coverage? Like, what do you think is a, an ideal uh, position for you to be sitting in to get away from these well, birds? Well, obviously, somewhere where there's going to be some type of brush to kind of cover you. Like, we found out turkey have really good eyesight. Yeah. Right. So, obviously... And especially and with because you bow. listen to our podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> Every time you guys put it out there. So it's like, obviously the eyesight's great. So with a bow, the whole time you're basically moving, right? Yeah. Like until you're drawn and you're at the back wall, you're yeah, sitting there. A lot the, more moving than a gun. Yeah. So it's just like you kind of have to make sure that you're... A, discreet with your movement, but also some type of coverage, whether it's brush or you're, you're well positioned in that way to kind of cover. We don't, we didn't have blinds today. I guess there would be people that have some type of blind or there's like defenses or screens, if you will. So obviously that would help, but whatever. You mentioned you were shooting bows. So, uh, for people that are just going out for their first turkey hunt, shooting lanes, you got, if you're going to find some brush to sit behind. Make sure you can shoot through Make it. Make sure yeah. you can shoot through it. Otherwise, you're, just, yeah. you're wasting your time. And then something cool that you saw today, I, I don't know if you knew it or not, but uh, because you're a right-hand shooter, it's better to sit not facing where you want to shoot. Yeah. Because, you know, well, yeah. right. It only makes sense, right? Like, if you're facing 12 o'clock and you're literally facing straight towards the turkey, well, that's not how you shoot. You don't just stick your arm out straight in front of you and draw back into yeah. your chest. So. Obviously, that doesn't really make sense. Yeah, so, like, when you're... 9 o'clock-ish is where you want to be shooting at. Yeah, so wherever... Whichever hand you are, accommodate your body to sitting to which you're going to be shooting at, right? Like, and further to that, like, talking to the guys, practice shooting how you're going to shoot, right? Like, a lot of times we went to the shooting range. Yeah. I'm shooting standing. Yeah. Right? Well, I'm not shooting standing... Oh, it's hard to, turkey, it's right? really hard to draw your bow when you're on your knees. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. you're on your knees, you're on your ass, like, you, you oh, got to try to make a shot. You, and another thing, you got your quiver on, right? Yeah. Even just the weight of that, it could change your shot. Yeah. You, yeah. Uh, you went out this morning with your knock-on too smooth, <laughs> which was unbelievable. <laughs> you crazy son of a gun. 
just going gets, for it, just people. gets a hinge release and shot a few times. <laughs> <and> I'm, <gonna laughs> no, he's, I'm going to hunt with it. Well, That'd be it. sweet. You have to take John Dudley in that if you oh, can smash sure. a bird with that. Oh, thing. I'll be, be I'll be jacked up. Oh, that'd be so sick. But I don't think there's too many other people that have a turkey done with that release yet. No, I don't think so. I haven't seen any posts for turkey. No, I've seen some silverback ones and lots of knock mm-hmm. ones, but I don't think there's too many out there for uh, well, no. giddy up. I better get that first pick. <laughs> get on that. No, so, awesome. but all no, like, like it was funny for me. I went to the shooting range. I went to Antler two weeks ago. Saw a buddy there practicing, but when I walked in, he was shooting on a chair, and I was just kind of at first like, "What the hell's this guy doing?" I'm like, "It's kind of weird." Then I realized, "Oh, this guy's smart. Like he's yeah. practicing." real life tart like you know he's practicing like as if he's hunting right like you know that totally makes sense so then i have a little shooting range at home little 10 yard range that uh does me good just for drawing back and i was like did the same thing took a seat went on the knees practiced both ways just to make sure that my anchor point my all that like everything's lined up properly so it's comfortable in these situations so it's that's a big thing like practice real life hunting situations when you're bow hunting gun i presume it's kind of the same thing to some degree but i think there's a lot more technical aspect to bow absolutely yeah um many fact more factors factors come into that to play so so i mean it makes some listeners jealous and know that you did good your wife actually lets you shoot your bow inside the house she does. I don't know if let is the correct word. Wait, does she know about this? Or oh, that, yeah, she... no, she knows. <laughs> I've left a few marks that... Uh... drywall patches made. And she's still, yeah. with, she's still Ooh, with you. Man. So, let's see. <laughs> I was telling Cam last week that I had a, a bad archery, good story weekend where basically practicing... Hey, with... man, if you tell us on this podcast, I promise we won't tell anyone. Okay. Well, then I'll, I'll, I'll let you know my secret. So, practicing with the hinge release, I don't know if people shot with hinge release, but basically, it's kind of the twist of the hand, almost. Yeah, it's easiest the way hinge. to explain yep. is that it releases. So, you got to draw back a certain way, and at first, it's almost uncomfortable. It's different, right? Like, I was used to a wrist, wrist strap uh, uh, release, so it's a bit different. But, um, I think third shot in i don't know what happened but i kind of just like Did you punch yourself no no i actually okay. surprised i i made sure i wasn't gonna punch myself because i know <laughs> you guys want to live that down so <laughs> i it never it let go first one hit an old dresser bounced off the dresser went into a box spring but within that broke the arrow and I think three or four different pieces. I still haven't found the fletching or the knock part of it. Like, I'm still missing a chunk of the arrow. So that was one. <laughs> the other one I shot, I missed. Oh, no, that's what it was. I took out a contacts. It was, I wear contacts. For whatever reason, my left eye took dominance and locked onto the pin. My pin was completely off. I missed the target. Went through a mattress, went through the drywall, but further to that, and I haven't told Megan yet, it went through a picture. Right now. Yeah, it went through a picture of like your wedding photo. No, oh my God. no, it's like a genealogy, like um, 
like my my dad, my grandfather, so on and so forth. Like family tree. <laughs> oh my god! It was way worse. It, it was legit a quarter inch away from a headshot of my dad. <laughs> I was just like, oh, okay, nope, can't tell him that. I'm gonna have to fix that. So that's hopefully hilarious. he doesn't hear that podcast. That's hilarious. I haven't told him either. So uh, so that was that. That was. Bad, but good stories. So <laughs> it is a good story. <laughs> oh man. Oh. Well, I think I think I was saying this to Cam not too long ago. It's like the ups and downs of archery, right? Yeah. Like I did the stupidest thing that I've done in eight years of using archery releases. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So as you guys probably know, I have a Hoyt RX1, which is a very nice bow. It's not a cheap bow. Um, and I fired my handheld release into the right. You haven't even had this bow a week at this point. No, I think I had it for like less than a month. I think it was a was few. Weeks. Yeah, I think it was a few weeks okay. at this point. Uh, fired the release right into the riser. It didn't break anything. Like, I mean, it took a little bit of paint off. Truck bed liner matches black RX-1 perfectly, <laughs> by the way. Um, had the Bowtex go over it. Everything's fine. It's nothing to The knock about. to it held up. That thing flew 10 yards. I'm a, yeah, I'm, I thought I was going to have to buy a new one, and I totally said that to the techs, I said, and that's J- James and Chris, obviously. Um, I said, listen, like, if I mess the bow up, obviously it's 100% my fault. If we need to get a new riser... Obviously, I'm going to pay for it. I'm not going to try to come at Hoyt yeah. and say ridiculous claims. I'm not going to try to go, to go to Don Dudley and say, oh, like, this should last Yeah, longer. malfunctioned. Yeah, no, it's completely my fault. And so, I mean, we went over everything. They're like, no, it's just a it's just a little bit of paint stuff. Don't worry about it. Release is still good. Um, so, anyways, about a week after, I shot my first 300 on the RX-1, which is a complete turn of events. <laughs> I'm doing stupid stuff. And then last week, I put it to the test at 110 yards? 103, maybe? Yeah, 103. 103, 103 yeah. yards, and it was a damn good... I was pretty happy with that group at 103. Yeah. Needless to say, your bow looks good now with the Linex yep. material back on it. It Let's matches it very well. <laughs> um, but anyways, that's like the ups and downs of archery, I think. I think well, I even s- had a bad one last night, right? Or was it what, bad, two nights ago? About three? <laughs> was it three or two? No, it was three. It was three mishaps, two only cost you. Yeah, Ooh. so I, I was shooting 30 in my backyard... Just testing out uh, broadheads, getting my, making sure I'm still, you know, I'm on, I'm where I want to be, even with the, you know, changing from the practice tips to the broadheads, and I, I don't know what changed my, if I'm moving my anchor point, if I've got some target panic going on, if I'm not focused, um, and I, lo- I basically launched two arrows right at the foundation of the garage. Like, <laughs> basically just decided I wasn't going to shoot at the target and shot at the garage. I don't know. My favorite part of all this is you kept aiming at the center, or sorry, the high dots on the target. Yeah. I was like, Cam, you're hitting the high, man. Just shoot the center. Nope. Breaks yeah. an arrow. Cam, shoot the center. Nope. I don't want to. No, aim small, miss small, so I'm going for the smallest target. Meanwhile, I know I'm not on. Like, there's a bottom small target. Right? Yeah, I could have done that. <laughs> yeah, it was just not good. But you're, you're, you're right, like, you know, and you can't let those... I was bothered quite a bit, and you can't let those things get you down too much. You know, you have your little little fit, and then get over it, and get back up, and don't throw your bow. Yeah, don't don't do that. Yeah, don't throw your release either, Marcello. (laughs) Technically, my my Hoyt. I love that. Oh man! The best part was that we got to view it again yeah, on, on the security <laughs> camera. You could just see my face. I just turn and look at the shop, and look back at my bow, look back at the shop, and just walk towards the bow press. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no hesitation whatsoever. No hesitation. And like the the funny, what I'm happy about is that there was an arrow knocked. Obviously, yeah. I, I don't think I'd ever draw back without an arrow. Not that stupid. Um, but I mean, like that could have been so much worse if I fired a release on oh, a yeah. dry fire. Yeah, something would have went. 
I mean, the bow's on now, and <laughs> I'm happy with it. It's, yeah. it's shooting. So everyone needs really to get your practice in, even though, you know, and then, what, a couple of days before even my mishaps, and yeah. after your mishap, we were shooting, like you said, 82. You guys were up at over 100 yards. Yep. So, you know, one day you can be shooting great. Yeah. You can be slamming X's all day. I think as long as you practice, like, if you were to look at it, it would be like a, if it was like up a hill, down a hill, kind of, that's your progress. I think over time it would go up. Yeah. But there's still going to be some down points yeah, where you, you do some stupid stuff. And yeah. You kind of minimize that as you practice more and you shoot more. Yeah. But, I mean, don't get too upset if you do stupid stuff. Yeah. We, we do all the time. Yeah. By, by no means are we professionals, like we always say, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, true. we have we're a not. lot of experience and kind of <laughs> doing yeah. some stupid stuff. We shoot stuff all the time, happens. but, you know, sometimes we're shooting and we're having a pint and we're talking about work and... You know, that says that you're just, you're not focused on what you're doing, so. Yeah, I mean, like. It could be as simple as that. I think hunting situation, and even, like, more so in tournaments, you don't think so much about other stuff, because you know you have to focus. Yeah. Sometimes just kicking the back with the boys shooting bows, it's like, ah, shit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That happens. Um, I guess we have a listener question that I do want to address, and I think this is a perfect episode to do it on. Yeah. Um, so basically, I think this is perfect because Steve's here. Steve, this is one of your first, you know, you're just getting into the hunting industry, yep. into the hunting world, and one of our listeners reached out and gave us a question, and it kind of applies to you, and I'd like to talk it out and give him a helping hand. So this is from uh, Richard, hopefully I pronounced the last name proper, uh, Vincentino. Um, he says, hey guys, just discovered your podcast, well done, very informative. I'm a new hunter, uh, just started bow hunting last year for turkey and deer but have so far only managed to harvest a grouse. My biggest problem is probably finding places to hunt. I live in Whitby, and I don't have access to private land, so I'm, any suggestions on this? Whitby area. Um, I Google mapped Whitby area for you. Yeah. There is definitely private land north, private land south. It's probably about half an hour to 15 minutes from the center of Whitby. I'm going to say start scouting, start knocking on doors. And you're probably going to get 90% no's, but that 1% yes is going to be awesome for you. What's going to yeah. work for you is that you're a bow hunter. Um, farmers are usually a lot more willing to let a guy hunt if he's a bow hunter than a rifle hunter or And it's, it's worked out hunter. that way for both of us. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and you know what? You can ask a farmer. He might not have anything uh, against gun hunters or gun hunting. No. But it just seems that a lot more people say yes when it's bow hunting. Yeah. I, well, I mean, like, if it was my land and... I don't know if I'd let anyone hunt my land because I'd probably be crazy about it. <laughs> but, I mean, like, if it was my land and some kid wanted to hunt it, I have no idea who this kid is, really. Yeah. He shows up at your door. If he has a bow, what's the worst that's going to happen? He's going to draw it in the air and arrows in the ground, whatever. Yeah. If the kid doesn't know how to shoot a shotgun with a slug, all of a sudden that's really dangerous. You can break something at the house, at the farm, or potentially really injure someone who's far away. Um, I think, plus it's not annoying, like... If you were waking up Saturday at 7.30 in the morning and there's gunshots going off in your backyard, yeah. Yeah. your wife not, not like that. Um, so I think bow hunting kind of eases you into the hunting world, and a lot more people are willing to let you do that. I think that's going to be your best bet, though, knocking on doors. Don't get discouraged when you get no's. Over the course of five years, I think I've got 11 properties, and that's for waterfowl and combination of deer. But that was probably 90 different farms, and only 11 said yes. And to add to that, realistically, if you don't ask anyone, that's already a no. Like, it's just another property you're not going to hunt. So you don't know until you ask. So you might as well ask, because if you don't, then 
Yeah. Yeah, you're not going to hunt there anyways. Yeah, right? and if they say so, no, what's the worst? Like, yeah. you just walk yeah. away, say thanks for your time, and whatever. And that's it, right? But the only way to find out is by asking, so give it a whirl. Yeah, put your time in. I don't know, go for a drive. If you find some wicked deer on a property and you find the farm it's attached to, go find out who owns it. I think we'd all like close land to hunt as well, but... Um, well, I mean, yeah, you compare up city population to how many farms are around yeah. the area. It's kind of... But you never know. Like, a lot of people could think like that. And maybe, I remember one of the properties I got a couple years ago was literally city border, and no one hunts there. I was the first guy to knock on his door in like 10 years. That's perfect. Because probably most people drove by and they're like, oh, there's deer everywhere there. I bet you someone hunts it. Well, look where I am now. I'm just on, almost at the outskirts of Strathroy, and tons of farmland. There's a farmer, like a cornfield across the road, and uh, I'm I'm still driving 40 minutes to my old turkey spots because that's you know that's what i know it's the properties i like i know there's birds there gobble gobble and yeah i'm happy with that so you just gotta you gotta make that travel i guess yeah don't get don't get discouraged by it um i think if you are hunting public land though you're a badass man honestly that's cool i crown land and public land do-it-yourself hunts are the most credible in my eyes because you're doing something that anyone could do, but you're doing it. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, I think those are awesome. So, like, when, you know, when we go on our bear hunt for crown, that's that's an awesome feeling. Moose hunts on crown land, so far from everyone, that's a cool feeling. Yeah. Um, And if you're successful to harvest an animal in those situations, I think there's almost more credit due. Not to ever discredit any other hunt, but I think there's more credit due for those ones. Yeah, I would agree with that. So, anyways, hopefully that helps you out. Um, if there's anything else specifically you want to ask, go for it. Um, if you want to know which farms I looked at, I can just message me. I'll drop you some pins. Who knows? They might say no. They might tell you to F off. They might be really polite and say no, but they might say yes. And they're not going to shoot you for saying no. So, I mean, like, just go ask. Yeah. So, Steve, i got to ask you, what made you get into hunting? Oh. your family doesn't hunt. No. You came from a situation like me. Yeah, no, well, it's kind of funny, because my old man, living on a farm near Lucan area, they had guns, and it was a little bit different time. They kind of shot for fun, and shot animals, little vermits, if you want, for for entertainment, almost, but... Uh, different time, yeah. Different time, different, different age, really, but, um, no, I think it was a big influence on you guys, like, it was, growing up, I got four older brothers. All we did was hockey. Hockey, hockey. I lived at the arena when I was who grade eight, went to Circle Our Ranch. Great end the of the place? Yeah. Oh yeah. And there was uh there was an archery set up there. And we did like a class competition thing. I ended up winning. And I was kinda like I was almost hooked on that. I was just like I love the archery part. And I've always been kind of intrigued in hunting, but I never really had too many buddies who did hunting until I met you, Cam, and one of our old buddies. And, um, like, for me, the biggest thing was the cost. Like, I've always wanted to get into hunting, but, like, the startup is the 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 most expensive, as everyone would find out or yeah. already has. Agreed. So, as I found out, I probably spent close to $1,500 just to get into the field. Right, bow, camo. But, I mean, you, do, you don't have a cheap setup. Like, you have no. a really nice setup to start. Yeah, no, like, I... 
the bow I got, I got a Diamond SB Edge SB1, and I think it was about five, I think, ended up being the bow, the release, and the half a dozen arrows came to like just over 700 bucks. Yeah. Reason I bought it, when I went to, I bought it at Antler, James kind of sold me on the fact that it's, it's a versatile bow. My bow can go from 15 to 30 inch draw length. It can go from seven pounds all the way up to 70 pounds. You don't have, from what my knowledge, you don't have another bow like that. So it's like, this is going to be my first bow. It's not going to be my last. So it's just like I buy it, use it, make it work for the first few years. And when I'm comfortable to spend a bit more money on the next bow, then, you know, it makes it a little bit easier to sell. So because yeah, almost anyone can buy it. Yeah. yeah. No, that's it. Like it's. You know, like, I, I ended up, I was able to set it up for my wife to shoot and practice a few times to kind of get her hooked on it. So, it's like, it was almost a selling feature to get her to get the bow. So, it's like, <laughs> I could almost give the bow to her and I get another bow. Or better bow. sell it to her. Or sell, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. That'd be selling it to myself to get to <laughs> her. So, I don't know how that would work. But, uh, no, so it was, uh, it's an expensive, in, not, it's an investment really, if you think yeah. about it, but it's... Yeah, there's a return. There's it, definitely a return. It's definitely a different pastime that not everyone experiences and gets to enjoy, but, like, for me, I'm starting to follow a lot of the big names. Uh, Remy Warren, Joe Rogan, John Dudley, Steve Rinella, uh, Adam Greentree, and, like, they just have these insane stories, and, you know, they're a little bit more extreme oh, yeah. on the trip side, but I'm like... We were just talking about doing a moose camp, and I'm like, we had talked about it, like, years and years to come, right? It's not like it happens one year and done. No. no it's like, we're going to be doing this for years, and I'm just like, every year we have a trip to look forward to yep. that we all get to enjoy, and there's only a few of us now. Maybe it grows, maybe it doesn't, but it's just like, it's something to experience, and then further to that, it's like, okay, this is something that my wife and I can enjoy together. Yep. And then hopefully when we have kids that we can get our kids into it if they want to. And it's a family pastime, right? It's something that we all get to enjoy. And it's it's also something, too, when you get to harvest an animal. And you which, enjoy the meat yourself. Yeah, like, you know, well, we fun. got to enjoy that last night. Yeah. Sweet meal last night. We had the cooked or the goose sausage that you guys talked about. Yeah. We had, I don't know, a venison roast, roast yeah, that we yeah. made. And unreal. Like, it was just... But for you guys, it must have been a good feeling that, like... Oh, I love You guys did the whole process yourselves. Yeah, literally yeah, everything butchered. last night was done by us, which was... Yeah, we made the sausage, we nice. butchered, like the deer, yeah. wrapped everything. Like, it literally was to the point where the only time the meat was off the property is when you harvest the animal. Yeah. You brought it back here processed it yourself threw it in the freezer and it never left the property like oh that's cool all the meat you pick up today i don't know where the hell it comes from so that's you know that's you something know different that, really what yeah you, you, you never really from. know what you're getting not to say you're gonna get sick from it or anything no. right but it's something a little bit different you put effort to it you put work into it and that's kind of what you get out of it so that's something i've been i've been excited for and as well like I, i'm busy with work and life in general and it's just like it's nice to go literally into a forest, sit down, and do nothing. Like, it, it's kind of... Yeah, it is so peaceful. It, like, oh, yeah. where we were, there was a highway <laughs> close to us. 
But you didn't really hear it that often. No, like, you can kind of block that out, and it's just, like, just complete silence aside from the birds or the, the odd go- uh, gobbler we had. Like, it, it was, it's something about it that just, it's, you don't really don't get anymore yeah. unless you're going out there. So that's that's what I'm looking forward to, and that's the big thing I enjoyed today. Yeah, I can see the addiction growing, and yeah, I remember the first gobble I heard was probably, like, 60 yards from behind where I was planning to sit. I heard, you know, I looked at Steve, and I was like, that's a gobble. I was like, he's right behind us. And then the next one, without me even saying anything, Steve looks at me, his, his eyes just lit up like Christmas. He's like, that's a gobble. I was like, yeah. Was like, it's just awesome, man. Like, I was fired up. It's like, the fact of, like, not not too many people, like, if you're not a hunter, you don't hear it in real life. Like, you can no. hear it on TV, whichever it is, YouTube, wherever you want to hear it from. I've seen Turkey. Hell, I've accidentally hit one with my work van. Like, <laughs> it ran in front of me, and, you know, I couldn't do much. So I've seen them. Yeah. I've, you know, come across them, but I've never heard them and be in their environment now. Yeah. Right? I'm I'm Tasting sitting. them is the next part. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Dude, I can't wait. So, <laughs> no, it's, it's something other that you don't get anymore. And sure, it's an investment that you got to go through, but... Well, I can't wait to just enjoy what comes out of it. So yeah, that'll be good. I'm excited for you to do the moose, especially because it's a whole different environment. Yeah. Like, hunting in the city, or, sorry, near, like, civilization, I guess I'm going to call it, it's quiet and peaceful, but it's not, like, backcountry. No. That is dead quiet. It's almost, like, hurts your ears at how quiet it is at night. Well. And, I don't know, like, what's the furthest you've been up north so far? In, let's say in Ontario. Furthest up north would be like North Bay. And right. I was doing, I was there for work. That yeah. was it, right? Like, so that's one quarter of the trip. Like driving time, that's about a quarter of what we're going to do for moose. Yeah, like we talked about it. Like the fact that I don't know, it's just like you're not near civilization. Your truck breaks down. Good luck. <laughs> like you know, like you were talking about, we gotta we gotta get a exil or you know an a extra fuel tank yep. to have more fuel. Like you gotta have these extra emergency kits or, you know, booster packs yep, to accommodate bring... anything that could go wrong. Yeah, we're, because... not, we're not hunting out of a lodge or a cabin. Like, you got to bring your, t- you got to bring what you want to sleep in. You got to bring your tent. You got to bring how you're going to cook. Like, yeah. there's no oven in there. I mean, I guess you could bring one generator, but that's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, you got to bring everything in the truck or on your back to do this thing. And it's just unreal. And, like, what's cool is... You and Devin, the other guy, who are kind of like our best friends, are getting into this roughly around the same time. Yep. And Devin is right fired up. I had a phone call with him today when I was driving. Um, after hunting, I had to stop at work real quick. So after um, work and on the way here, I had to take a phone call from him. We were just talking about Moose Camp, and he's really excited for it. And, you know, I'm excited to see you guys experience that for the first time. Yeah, it's, it's, it's something different. It's like... I've never experienced before, right? So I don't know what to expect. In a way, I know I'm going to be put in an uncomfortable situation where there truly is no help around. So you have to rely on, A, you guys who have done Moose Camp before, who have that experience and kind of being in that area. But at the same time, it's... Yeah, like you you kind of have to rely on your instincts in a way. Like... Sorry to tell it you, but... It develops your character. I'm not going to lie. Like, oh, it, tur- sure. it turns you into a different person. Yeah. 
Um, can't rely on your phone anymore. Your phone doesn't work. My phone doesn't work there. See you later, right? Yeah. So um, I think there's a few things I want to conclude with. Sure. One, um, I want to say a shout out to Kickaboo. Yeah. So Kickaboo Spices, Kickaboo, uh, they make spices here in Ontario, and we use them on our sausage, on our steaks. Uh, we did a roast with them now, and they're low sodium. They're awesome. We're eventually gonna have a conversation with them on here. But I just want to say huge shout out for making an awesome product that was truly delicious. That was good. That's a few meals that we've had it with, and it's yeah. Delicious. And so far, so many. we've only we've only been able to use two or three of their products. Yeah. And we thoroughly enjoy them. So if you ever get a chance to check them out, I promise you we don't make a cent off saying this. It's just we're being honest with you guys. Yeah. Um, second thought that I was thinking was, so Steve, you're kind of getting into this, and I mean you've experienced your first turkey hunt. It's kind of cool. It's a pretty mellow hunt. Um, even a deer hunt's pretty cool. How do you feel about going bear hunting in a few weeks with us? With a bow. Yeah. In the backcountry with sleeping in a tent. Uh, it's going to be interesting, yeah. to say the least. I've heard, you know, I listen to a lot more different podcasts, the bigger oh, names, I like I was saying. I see how it is. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure it's the same ones you listen to. I know it. Sorry. Um... <laughs> But no, obviously there there is a threat. It's not like it's a deer that's going to run away from you. You know, bears, yeah, are somewhat a threat to to humans. But they have the potential to be exactly, yeah. And you know, it, it's I can't even say that it's not frightening or intimidating. In some ways, it is, but uh, I don't know. I'm I'm pretty jacked up about it. I'm pretty fired up to do it, and it's something new, right? Oh yeah. Can we excited to take him up for bear camp? Oh, I, it's my most favorite hunt. <laughs> I I love going to hunt bear. Like the the rush for me is absolutely incredible. Yeah. What I'm excited for about bear camp is I see pictures all the time, and it's like, oh, we're at bear camp, and it's a full lodge. They have like satellite TV in there. They have couches. Like it's like okay, you're at a cottage, and you can go hunting. I'm not discrediting it. I'm just saying. Not the same as walking in with the packs on our backs to hunt bear. Yeah, we're going to be setting up our tent. Yeah. I mean, like, but, like, it's just, it, I don't know. I just think it's awesome that we're taking everything on our back. We can't even get the truck too far in there. Like, nope. It's just awesome. It's completely different than... Again, it's a different environment. Yeah, it's a different environment. It's different. And I like that we're not, we're doing this one like a true hunt. Yeah. It's not like a, it's not a guided hunt, but... No. Not even close to a guide hunt. No. Um, no sense were paid in any form. No. Um, it's just a bring what you got, do what you want to do. And that's in less, there. that's in three weeks. Yeah. That's going to be we're gonna do some a podcast pretty exciting at, stuff. I don't know if we'll be able to upload it from there, but we definitely will be recording a podcast. Yeah, we'll do a Bear podcast Camp. there. Might have to bring charger we might be able to maybe upload get back some to insta stories for yeah. you guys we will come back to the truck and run the truck and charge the laptop over yeah could do that yeah. that'll be, be a bad idea yeah it'll be exciting so hopefully everyone can stay tuned for that uh there's lots of exciting stuff to come hopefully everyone can uh give us a four leaf clover for tomorrow morning and one of these guys ideally meg or steve can put down a bird tomorrow morning and or I mean, you know how like, they call it, uh, what's two birds I once called again? Double, double. Double header. Double header, right. What do you call four birds down at once? Ah, uh, yeah. Quad, like quad. A quad tap? Quad tap. That'd be a good day. <laughs> <laughs> a good day, I say. That's yeah. a turkey fry. Yeah. We would have the pit boss full of turkey, and we'd have the, the fryer. deep fryer full of turkey. Oh, yeah. Like, that would be yeah. incredible. 
Anything else to add, Cam? No, that is... I think that. we're all pretty tired and dozing off here. Oh, yeah. We have had a long day. We're all going to get some shut-eye, I would imagine, real shortly, and <laughs> right back at it again tomorrow. Yep. Steve, you want to add anything for the new guys getting out there, or, you know... Yeah, I think you know what if if you're if you're a starting out in hunting, if you know someone, try and learn as much as you can from them. If you don't, there's lots of media, YouTube videos, podcasts to listen and learn from. It's all trial and error, right? If you don't try it, then you don't know. If it doesn't work, don't get discouraged. Keep trying, keep practicing. Like it's my first hunt, didn't work out. I didn't want it to work out because that's just part of hunting. Yeah. It's not successful every time you go out. That's not what it's about. It's a pursuit. It's for something. You're you're always out there for something, right? So a pursuit in Ontario. I was gonna say, is outdoors. this like an Ontario outdoor pursuit? Would you, would <laughs> yeah, you kind of, yeah, I'd say something like that. So that's a cool saying. You should say that. You should, do something about that. <laughs> you should say that more often. Yeah. Um, you should get some, like, hats or T-shirts. Oh, my gosh, shut up. <laughs> we, we definitely just watched the Joe Rogan and Cameron Haynes video of the elk hunt. But, but no, just just get out there. If you don't know I have any properties like we talked about, talk to people. Because if you don't, then, you know, it's you're, it's never going to happen, right? So talk to people, get out there, keep practicing, and, uh, you know, hopefully that hard work that you put in kind of pays off, right? So talk to people too like in different ways like my experience with hunters they're for the most part all helpful people i like aside from locations you know they're not too keen on telling that much but little bits <laughs> of information yeah no but little fishermen bits of information crazy, tips and tricks learn all you can because it's just going to help out and hopefully cut down the time of harvesting an animal so yeah so, if you guys could do us a big favor and please write a review on wherever you listen to it. If it's on iTunes, please write a review. Be honest. We're not telling you to give us five stars. Just kidding. Give us five stars. Um, <laughs> we need five stars. <laughs> but yeah, if you could do that, that would mean a lot to us. It doesn't... This comes out of Cam in my pocket, and we just do it for fun, and we love it, and we just want to know yeah, that we just we're want doing the right thing. Yep, see that's all it is. See what we're doing good or see what we're doing bad. Yeah, so anyways, if you could do that, that'd be awesome, guys. Do it anonymous if you want. We're not going to get bad, I promise. Yeah. And... I guess we're going to talk next week about some hunting stuff. Yeah, so thanks, Steve, for joining in and speaking yeah, to some here. of our existing <laughs> listeners and ideally, hopefully, some new listeners to come. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. It was, it was a blast today and on the podcast, too. Appreciate it. Well, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you very much.